Good morning, all. As people are gathering in, we're going to gather our thoughts together a little bit here and get ready to worship the Lord. I'll just continue conversations like I'm not here. Just, just continue. We welcome those that are watching on the live stream and those that are on their way. We pray God's blessing upon this time together today. But first of all, I want everyone to realize that sitting in the back row will be Linda. And before you leave the church building today, be sure and stop by and see her. If, well, you can stop by and see her anyway, but if you are someone who is participating in some aspect of ministry here at Trinity, and many of you are uh, whether teaching Sunday school or working with children's church or on the worship team or ushering or uh, helping out with the food ministry. But if you're involved in a ministry here at the church, uh, we want to have you drop by and give your T-shirt size to Linda. Oh, surprise. But, but uh, uh, we want to bless you uh, later on in our appreciation banquet so stop by and see linda as soon as possible after the service after the altar service we want to remind you of uh, those kind of things that are coming up also in your bulletin uh, there's an insert but also in the south lobby in the south lo south lobby uh, we are going to restart our Trinity Welcome Home to Trinity Fellowship luncheons in November. The first Sunday of November after the morning service, we're going to be having a, a luncheon and invite you to come. You say, well, I've, I've been a member here for years and years and years. It doesn't matter. We're going to fellowship together. I'll sh be sharing briefly during the meal about what we at Trinity are trying to accomplish and encourage you, if you'd like to, to sign up to become a member. This is a member-operated fellowship, and uh, it gives you voting privileges over anything that happens uh, for voting for deacons, for pastors, uh, 
for whatever. And uh, we, we need you to uh, be a part of that. So at this luncheon, you can just come. You say, well, I don't want to be a member, but uh, uh, you can come and participate and fellowship with us. And it's a free meal, but we need to know how many to prepare for. So if you would like to be a part of that fellowship dinner, luncheon rather, out in the South Lobby, you can sign up for that. And we'd appreciate you sign up as soon as possible so that we know how many to provide for. And just be a good time of fellowship. You'll get to meet the leaders of the church, different ministry leaders and all of those kind of things and find out about what we here at Trinity are all about behind the scenes. So let's stand together if we could, and we'll launch our service time together. Oh, there's one more thing while you're standing. Go ahead, stand up. For today and every Sunday and Wednesday in the future, I want you to take your hand, okay, and I want you to write in invisible ink on your hand, I have permission to praise God with all my heart. And since I know you'll carry this with you at all times, I want you to know today as we're going to be preaching the word of God about this thing called praise, the who, what, why, how, and where of praise, we invite you to use your permission slip and enter in from the very first note, the very first moment, to become a praiser. To become a praiser. Pray with me right now. Heavenly Father, we come in the name of Jesus. We're thankful for the opportunity to gather as your people in this place. We know the church is not a building, it's a people. But we're thankful for the building that we can gather in. We ask your blessing upon our time together today. We ask, Father God, that you would receive our praise, that we would be a praising people that experiences the presence of God. We pray, Father, today that you would walk these aisles by your Holy Spirit, that you would touch and heal the sick, that you would touch those who are weary, discouraged, despondent, and in despair. Those are depressed, those that are overwhelmed by life, those that are in need and those that need to be used of you. Father God, move over this people today. Have your way in our hearts and receive praise from this people. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Just a sin feast. You are not afraid when the 
You may be seated. Good morning, everyone. I want to let you know the kids do a lot better with that. Let's try it again. Good morning, everyone. All right, that sounds good. All right, I'm glad you guys are awake. It's good to be here. I love waking up on Sunday mornings on time. I was not on time today, and it was already late. But nevertheless, it's good to be here in the building. Um, who is, oh, Papa Mark, come on down, please. Let's give him a round of applause. Thank you. Andy, I'm assuming West Virginia won. You're very bright and chipper today. Usually, during football season, you can tell if West Virginia plays well or not because Andy's either going to be really bright and colorful or he's going to be all black and somber and dressed in dark colors. Yeah. If we have any guests in the building today, we want to thank you for joining us here at Trinity or if you're joining us on the live stream. Um, but if you are a guest in the building, just go ahead and slip up your hand and this young dashing man right here will... Uh, bring you a connection card, and you can put in the offering plates or give it to one of the board members after the service, and then we can keep in contact with you, and you can stay up to date with what's going on in the church. Can we get a round of applause for any guests today? All right, today is an important day. If we have any um, corn holders in the house. After the service, we have our soup fundraiser for the youth group, and all of this is going to go for uh, REACH Conference, which is coming up here soon. And today you have a choice of potato, pasta, fagoli, fajoule, whatever that is. Sorry, I'm not French. Um, Italian. Italian, whatever. And. Uh, Chicken noodle soup. So if you are able, we would love to see you down in the fireside room after the service. And there's also a cornhole tournament after that. Um, there is a $10 buy-in for that if you want to participate. We have services, like always, on Wednesday this week. Uh, we have a 10 a.m. Bible service or morning service um, with pastor. So if you're able to make it out for that. If not, we'd love to see you come out for our 7 p.m. services. We have youth, rangers, missionettes, all kinds of stuff for all ages. So we'd love to see you come out and join us on Wednesday if you're able. And, oh, the Holy Land Adventure. If you are able to go to that, um, go to Israel. Pastor is gonna be taking a group uh, next year in January, but the registration date is November 1st, so it's coming up. I can't believe we're already in October. Um, this year has gone by so fast. So if you're able to do that and that's something that you feel like you want to do, like that's on my, my bucket list, um, make sure you sign up for that and get all the information you need in the lobby. Like I said, deadline for that is November 1st. The football signups are going to be going bye-bye in about two weeks. So this Sunday and next Sunday, and then we got to get teams together. So. I know a lot of you who are going to sign up already have, but if you haven't, you have two weeks left to do so. As always, make sure you ask your spouses before doing so. If you want to stand and we can re-enter a time of work. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. They changed it up on me. Pastor. Hand over you. 
Yeah. yeah Pastor Appreciation Sunday. October 22nd. <laughs> you can sit back down. I don't read my bulletin, but October 22nd, Pastor Appreciation Sunday. We're opening up to cards. I remembered that. And this is why we should read our bulletins, okay? I'm sorry I let you guys down. <laughs> oh, not yet. Should I start back with no rotten tomatoes? Okay. Uh, we're going to give offering right now. Give praise to the Lord by our giving. Lord God, you've given and given and given and given to us. And you've also provided a way that we can bless your name and tell others about you. As we make an investment in your kingdom, in this local assembly, in our missionaries around the world. The gospel of Jesus Christ can touch people that we'll never meet, but that Jesus died for. We ask your anointing upon this time in the service. As we bring our praise in a tangible form, we give our tithes, our one-tenth that we already owe to you, and our offerings over and above spread the good news of Jesus through the sacrifices of your people. Bless this time. That person who invests in you, Father, bless them in an unspeakable way today. Receive our praise in Jesus' name. Amen.
for a couple of moments. Don't you guys go anywhere. Okay. You got one? You want one too? I got rhythm. I got okay. How many of you got your permission slip I gave out earlier? If you've lost it, it was written on your own hand. Come on now. You have permission to let go and praise God today. It's not about you making a show of yourself or spectacle. It's about focusing in on the Lord and who he is and what he's done and giving him glory. It's not about show at all. So get that out of your head. It's not about show. It's about showing him our love and our praise. I'm going to invite you to stand for the reading of the word, but not just to be listening to it. I'll ask again. Let me try it again. How many of you have your permission slip? Okay. Got your permission slip. You have permission. As we gather, or even as you're driving in your car, to give him some praise and some glory. I'm going to read a, ver a portion of scripture the 150th Psalm. And as I do so, I'm going to read it rather slowly because I am, am inviting the worship team and this worship team out here and those who are watching at home, unencumbered by anybody watching you, you can just really get into it 
and give some praise and worship to the God who loves you, who is worthy of praise. As I read, I've invited the praise team to enter in on their cues. Can I hear some high-sounding cymbals? Can I hear some stringed instruments? Can I hear the tim tambourine, the timbrel? Praise Him with the Christ symbols. Let every 
You may be seated, but you still have a permission slip in hand. I was telling Mark this morning about a thrill that I had years ago when we were pastoring in Massillon, Ohio. The church at Massillon, the Assembly of God, had donated the plans for their new building to a Baptist church in town, Black Baptist Church, that uh, they built their building just like our building without the cost of the plans, which if, if you know anything about architectural drawings, those are pretty pricey. And so every year we did a pulpit exchange and a congregation exchange where the Baptist church would come up to the assemblies of God and, and their pastor would preach. And then on another Sunday, our congregation would go down to the Baptist church and I would preach. And oh my goodness. Oh my, 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 my. They had a B3 Hammond organ that preached right along with me. Oh, my, my, did I have some fun. I preached myself weary that day because it wasn't just me preaching to a congregation. We were all preaching the message. I'd say something, they'd say it right back at me. I remember the sermon that one year that I preached. When the power of God touches down. When the fire hit the altar. And every time I would say, when God touched down, you'd hear, a, when he touched down. i say, when he touched down. And I'd have an organist back, when he was all over that thing. And he was doing a little dance on the bass pedals. Oh, was it fun to preach. That's what it ought to be like, folks. It's not just me sharing with you. People say, well, you know, that's a boring message. That's because you weren't a part of it. If you're just sitting there listening, you're not a part of it. If you're not responding, if there's not an amen in your soul or a hallelujah in your heart, you're not getting it. Last Sunday... The Spirit of the Lord spoke to me while we were in what we call worship that I need to preach on it today. He didn't tell me what I was going to preach yet, and I found out later. But we need to be praisers, folks. Get over it if, if you're upset about that. I had, I've had churches where people just sat there and says, well, that's just unseemly. Why is he being so undignified, getting all excited and sweaty and shouting and everything? Because I got something to shout about. So do you. Psalm 150 gives us kind of a, a primer in praise and in worship. 
You say, well, when did they, what part of the service was that when they were at the temple? The whole service. Because they'd praise God when the sacrifice was brought in. They'd praise God when the smoke went up. They'd praise God when the, the priesthood was taking the, the incense in to pray in the holy place. When the table of showbread and the lighting of the candelabra and the washing and the labor, it was all praise, all worship. We're told historically that you could hear the praise for 50 miles away. You know, several hundred trumpets can make a little bit of noise. And thousands and thousands of people can make a whole lot of noise. Or they can just sit there with, sitting on their hands and make no noise. Everybody has a choice about praise. We don't force it. But you got your permission slip. I told you to write it on your hand. I have permission to praise the Lord. And I want you to carry that permission slip wherever you go. If you leave it behind someplace, it's your own fault. You've lost your hand, you know. We want to look at every aspect of praise today. It's a lengthy topic because the word praise and worship and exaltation and giving glory fills the Word of God. Today we want to look at biblical praise and worship. The who, the what, the why, the how, the where of praise. I want to first of all look at the what. What praise is? What is it? It is not, first of all, it's not false praise. You're not praying to make somebody feel good over their weak attempt. Oh, that was a good job. Wow, was that terrible. No, that's not praise. That's false. I don't ask you to praise falsely, nor does the Bible. But if God's never done anything for you, then you ought not praise him. But God has done some great things. What is praise? Praise is expressing thanksgiving, blessing, honor, glory to the Lord for, what he, for who he is and what he has done and what he's doing and what he's going to do. In order to comprehend that, you have to be students of the Word to know what he's already done. Well, he did it, did, didn't do it for me. Yeah, but he did it to be remembered. Then if he did it once, he's no respecter of persons. He might just be able to do it in your direction too. As we study the Word, we find out the great and marvelous and the mighty awesome things that God has done. Oh, look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. Praise is expressing that to the Lord. The expressing can come in a variety of ways that we'll talk about in just a little bit. What is praise? It's, first of all, a response. It's a response. I'm not asking you to conjure up something 
and make it praise. Praise, by its very nature, is a response to God, to his presence, to his performance of what he has done, to his mighty works, to who he is. Can anybody in the house praise God for being compassionate to you? Can anybody shout out a word of praise? He's a God of mercy. He's not dealt with you according to your sin. He's dealt with you according to his great mercy through Christ Jesus. Can anybody give something to praise God about? It's a response for what he's done. When God gave a victory in the Bible, there was a response. If there's been no victory, he does not expect a response. When God touched, when God healed, when God raised up, when God moved in a mighty way, when the miraculous walking through the Red Sea, when, when God slew the enemies of the Israelites, when God set the people free by the blood of the Lamb, he's worthy for us to respond to him in praise growing up I remember my pre-Christmas instructions did any of you get those from your folks Aunt Elva was coming over and Aunt Elva always brought either socks or a white shirt sometimes underwear for Christmas and I was always warned I know you don't like it but you thank her all over the place. I'm not talking about doing that to God. I'm not asking you to thank for things you don't understand or that you're not a lot crazy about. Not too many people going and praising God because they're going through a trial. Praise is a response. It's a response to God. Praise is a sacrifice. Hebrews 13, 15 says, Therefore by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. It's like a sacrifice. It is something hard to give, a sacrificial offering. It's not easy to praise God. You say, well, why are you telling us we ought to? Because it's a sacrifice. And it's a sacrifice worth making. When he's done something, he doesn't need your praise. He doesn't become more God because you praised him. You become less of a person if you don't. Mm hmm. Could I repeat that? He doesn't become more of a God when you praise him. You become less of a person if you don't. It's like the parents say, tell Aunt Elva, thank you for the underwear. You see, it's a sacrifice, something hard to give. Praise is a response. Praise is a sacrifice. Praise is a spiritual awakening. Getting our eyes off of us and on to God. 
as we realize what he's done for us, what he's doing for us, what he will one day do for us. Do you realize that even right now, he's preparing a place for us? That one day he's going to come and receive us unto himself, that where he is, there we may be also. I think that might be worthy of some praise. Praise is a spiritual awareness, a spiritual awakening to what's going on us in the realm of God, in the realm of Jesus, that he's, he's doing things whether we acknowledge it or not. He doesn't become more God because of it. We become less of a person if we don't awake to what he's doing and what he's done. Praise is a spiritual outlet as well. As God keeps blessing and blessing and saving and infilling and healing and providing and protecting and all of the things that he's doing, it's poured out to us, and if we don't do something with it and respond to him, we can hurt ourselves. Now, I have a bad habit of, well, I have several, but, but this one particularly uh, aggravates my wife because I'm not a big, I don't like to sneeze. Anybody here really crazy about sneezing? I'm, I'm really not, especially if I'm up here. I try to... And, uh, and I'll feel one coming on, and I'll get kind of squiggly-nosed. And, and I'll try to, my best to hold it in. And she says, you're going to hurt yourself. <laughs> Folks, if we hold in our praise, yeah, right. we can do spiritual damage. Right. We can do spiritual damage to ourselves. As our eyes are open to what God has done for who he is, for the mercy that he's showing, the grace, the blessings, the provision and protection. You know the story, and we tell it often, but I love this story. They were sitting down at a meal. That's the best part of the story for me. But I, I, they were sitting down at a meal. They were in a little village called Bethany, just a suburb of, of Jerusalem. And sitting at this table having a meal, was a fellow who is only known to us as Simon the leper. Well, he wasn't a leper anymore because he'd met Jesus. You see, he'd lost everything as a leper. The tradition in those days was that a leper, having had those, those leper spots, had to be taken out. His house had to be burned, and everything that he owned had to be burned. There was no provider for the family. The community had to take the family under its wing. He was taken apart to a leper colony. He had to address people as he came upon them and say, unclean, unclean, keep your distance. I'm a leper. But here he is at his house having a meal because he wanted to throw a feast because somebody named Jesus passed by. Somebody named Jesus came to where the leper was. And the leper, Simon, cried out, I'm unclean. And Jesus said, not anymore, you're not. 
and he healed him. He touched him. He was restored, and his house was restored to him, and his family, and his friends, and his position in the community. And he says, I've got to throw a banquet in honor of somebody called Jesus. I just got to praise him. I got to throw a banquet in honor of my Jesus. And sitting at the table at Simon the leper's house, the former leper's house, is Mary and Martha and Lazarus and Jesus and the disciples. And Mary starts looking around. And it just came all over her. It just flew all over her. There's Simon. He lost everything, everything. He was destined to die a leper's death. Because ultimately it's a nerve damage and your brain forgets to tell your heart to beat. And there's her brother who had been dead and in the grave, wrapped. And she had prepared spices that throughout the year they would put it around the tomb so that the stench of the, of the deceased would not invade their community. And she looked at Simon and she looked at Jesus and she looked at Lazarus and she just got up. I don't think she excused herself. People were probably, what, what's wrong with Mary? Where'd Mary go? Mary just couldn't handle it anymore. She'd seen what Jesus had done. Her neighbor, her friend is right there. Her brother is alive and well and eating the feast. And Jesus, the one who made it all possible, is sitting right there. And she ran across town to her house. And she went in and she got this spikenard, this burial ointment that covers the stench of death. And she says, I don't need this anymore. My brother's not dead anymore. I don't need this anymore. I found out this Jesus is the resurrection and the life, that he who was dead, if he knows him, he shall live again. And she ran all the way back to the Simon's house, and she broke that alabaster container and washed the feet of Jesus and anointed him and praised him with tears of joy, and she expressed her praise to God. She just couldn't hold it in anymore. I've had a lot of different jobs in my life. One of the worst I ever had I worked for Albers Supermarkets. Yeah, it used to be a real thing here in Columbus. And I worked at Northland Mall. Yes, there used to be a mall at Northland. And in the mall was an Albers Supermarket. And I enjoyed most of the time working there, except Friday nights. I always had to work Friday nights. Because on Friday nights, teenagers with nothing to do would come in to the Albert supermarket at Northland. And they would see how many glass bottles of pop they could shake up on the pop aisle. 
They would shake them until nothing was moving. Now, some of you have never seen a glass bottle. I understand that. All of this, Albers, Northland Mall, glass bottles, it all dates me, I understand. But on a Friday night, there was not much to do in those years. There were no more dinosaur races or anything. And so we, the teenagers had nothing to do. So they would, they made a game of it. We caught one of them. It's a game to see how many bottles of pop they could shake up. Because about an hour later, clean up on aisle five as those pop bottles begin to have such an effervescence of the carbonation on the inside, they began to blast open, and it wasn't a pretty sight. It wasn't under control. They exploded, and we were getting ladders out so that we could get it off of the ceiling and off the shelves. The very worst was red cream soda. It looked like a bloodletting on aisle five. <laughs> All because that which was contained inside those glass bottles, when it is shaken to a certain place, it has to get out. Yeah. Folks, I want to tell you something. If you're not a praiser, if you're holding it in, you can hurt yourself. Because God has done something. And when God, like he came, the Spirit of the Lord came over Mary and she just had to get out of there, she couldn't eat another bite, she couldn't be a part of the party, she had to praise him. She had to run home. She had to praise him in some tangible way. It exploded out of her. And it was a messy thing because even Judah said, well, why didn't she do this? And Jesus said, don't you dare mess with her. Every place this gospel's preached, they're going to be talking about what she did. When she praised, praise is a spiritual outlet. Don't bottle it up, my friend. Don't just uh, wait until the fizz goes away. Because that's what a lot of people do. Well, Pastor, you know, I almost shouted Sunday. I said, well, why didn't you? Well, I got, I, I calmed down. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, that's too bad. You see, it's a spiritual outlet to give him glory and give him praise. Sometimes it can get a little messy, but I'm all right with that. Well, it's my job to keep things decently in order as the Holy Spirit moves. We're not going to let it get out of hand, but you know what? It's easier to guide a missile that's going someplace than one's just sitting on the launching pad. What is praise? It's a response. It's a spiritual awareness. It's a sacrifice. It's a spiritual outlet of giving glory and honor to God. That's the what praise is. It's a response to what he's done. It's a sacrifice to his glory. 
It's a spiritual awareness of his importance. It's an outlet for bottled up blessings and love. Now let's look at the why of praise. Why should I praise God? Well, there's only a few reasons. He's God. He's God. And you're not. Praise God, we're not. Because we do some pretty stupid things with God's power, but he doesn't do anything like that. He's God, and God is love, and God has mercy, and God has patience with us. Hallelujah. If you run out of things to praise God for, praise him that he's long-suffering with you and patient with you more than anybody else. Praise him for what he's done in the past for others and for you. Praise him for what he's doing now, right now. He's making intercession for you right now. Jesus is the high priest making prayer requests to his Father in your behalf. Praise him for what he's promised to do. He's coming back, church. We talked about that last time. Psalm 92 says this, It is a good thing to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises unto his name, O Most High, to show forth his loving kindness in the morning and his faithfulness every night. Why should we praise him? He's made a way for us that we couldn't make for ourselves. He's made a means of salvation. You do not have to go to hell, but your sin would send you there, except Jesus stepped in. I want to praise him today as we celebrate at the Lord's table a little bit later on. He came and he willingly laid down his life to pay for my sin account that I might be cleansed and set free, that he might write my name in heaven's logbook, that I might be redeemed, that I might have a heavenly home, that I might be with him forever, that I might not taste the fires of hell, that I might know that he is my God and I am his. I'm going to praise him. Praise him because he's worthy. We sang it earlier today. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Why does our praise bring pleasure to him? It's because we finally understand what it's all about. He doesn't become more God when we praise him. But we find out more about God when we do. Because we praise him because he's great and mighty. Psalm 48, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God. Psalm 145, 2, every day I will bless you. I will praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised and his greatness is unsearchable. The more that you search it out, the more you'll find that you haven't found it all yet. 
the more you put a magnifying glass on what God has done and is doing and will do, it expands your horizon. It's like getting the largest telescope that we have and sending it on a spaceship to the farthest distance of the galaxies and then looking and finding we haven't even gotten there yet. It's still expansive. It's expanding out because God, the more we look at him, the more we examine him, the more we find that his riches and his praise is unsearchable. Amen. Why should we praise him? Because if I don't, the very rocks will cry out. You know the story on what we call Palm Sunday. Jesus is coming into Jerusalem and the people are laying down palm branches, palms of victory and glory and celebrating Hosanna, Lord save us. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And the scribes and the Pharisees and the chief priests came rushing up to Jesus. You've got to stop them. You've got to stop this praise. Jesus said, I didn't start it. They're recognizing who I am. And he says, I will not stop them because if I stop them, the very tombstones round about us on this way into Jerusalem are going to scream out who I am. And I don't think you'd like that. If we don't praise him, who will? If we don't praise him, who will? Well, CNN will probably praise him, right? Columbus Dispatch will sing his praises. The liberal politician will sing his praises. No, they'll just misquote his scriptures. The person on the street, the druggie, the, the drunk, the murderer, the thief, the robber, oh, they'll sing it. No. But they'll sing his praise if somebody tells them he can save them, he can heal them, he can turn them around, he can give them forgiveness and eternal life. Then they'll have something to praise God about. Why should you praise God? How long you got? For his salvation, can somebody shout? His healing, his provision. For the word of God, for the fellowship of believers, the church, for the promise of heaven, and much, much more. That's why we praise him. We've looked at the, the what praise is. We've looked at the why of praise. Now let's look at the how to praise. <laughs> the Bible gives us a wide variety of methods in which to praise him. Psalm 47, 1 says, clap your hands, all you people. This is not the applause. This is not the applause of good job, God. No, he's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. 1 Timothy 2.8 says, I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Sometimes it's just lifting our hands up to him in praise. 
It's praise. Thou art worthy, O God. Psalm 95 and 6 says, O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the God, our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. You see, not just upward motion, but downward motion is an act of praise. We need to sometimes bow before him. Oh, you say, well, my knees won't let me do that. But your heart will. We need to humble ourselves in the presence of the Lord that he might lift you up. We need to bow down before him. We need to acknowledge he's God and we're not. We need to acknowledge that we, we are not worthy of him. As Isaiah stood in the presence of the Lord, a prophet of God, he says, I am, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. I'm a man of unclean lips. I dwell in the midst of the people of, of unclean lips because my eyes have seen the king, the Lord of glory. And the Lord touched his lips. And brought healing to him. Amen. Humble ourselves and bow down. Psalm 35, 27 talks about shouting praise. A good hallelujah will send you flying. Let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause. Let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified. Shouting praise. Oh, it's not just a hallelujah or a glory to God or praise God. It can be anything. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, amen. Yes, amen. Worthy, worthy. It can be a shout out that it just, rather than holding it in and hurting yourself, why don't you let go and give him a shout of glory and a shout of praise when God touches you. It's okay. You've got your permission slip to shout hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible talks, as we said earlier, about playing on musical instruments. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the lute and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with stringed instruments and flutes. Praise him with loud cymbals. Praise him on the, cl the clashing, high-sounding cymbals. You know, it's an act of praise. You say, well, you know, I don't like it to be loud. Okay, put cotton in your ear. We're not talking to you. My praise is not to you. My praise is not to you. When I shout hallelujah, when I lift my voice and I give him praise, I'm not singing to you, I'm not shouting to you, I'm not blessing you, I'm lifting up the one who saved me, the one who redeemed me, the one who filled me with the Holy Ghost, the one who healed me, the one who keeps me, the one who guides me, the one who directs me, the one who empowers me. I'm not praising you. I don't, I'm not amenable to that which bothers you. I'm sorry to say. Well, actually, I'm not. I'm going to praise him. Well, I've been in some situations where to give some out loud praise is unacceptable. 
and I can't wait to get to a place where I can praise him. People think I'm a crazy man driving down the road, shouting and screaming and lifting my hands. Only one at a time. Praise him. Exodus 15 tells the story of how when they're up to the Red Sea, Pharaoh's chariots behind them, the dust is rising up. Moses said, what are we going to do, God? God says, I got this. And he brings down fire to separate them because he had a mass evacuation plan. He blew and pushed back with his mighty hands, pushed back the Red Sea so that two million people could walk through in just a day. And he dried it up so they walked through on dry ground. And they got to the other side. And then they saw that he lifted up the wave of fire. And Pharaoh's armies and chariots said, look, they walked through. We can do the same thing. And they attempted to do so. And the Lord said, I'm done with this. And the waters went over the enemies. And then Miriam picked up a tambourine. Where'd my tambourines go? Miriam picked up a tambourine. And she gathered all the young ladies around about her, and they began to sing. They didn't have any other background music. They began, I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. Horse and the rider are thrown into the sea. I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and the rider are thrown into the sea. Wasn't she a little excessive with her tambourine? But when you've got a deliverance, when God's struck down your enemies, when he's brought you through in victory, when he's done a miracle in front of your eyes, you ought to make some noise. Second Samuel 6 says, When David went and was bringing the Ark of the Covenant back to the tabernacle, then David danced before the Lord with all of his might. This is not ballroom dancing. This is not ballet for show. He was leaping for joy and spinning and giving praise. He could not bottle it up anymore. I was watching a little kid yesterday at the football game, and this little kid was just all over the place, running here and running there, and the cheerleaders are cheering. He just... He's just all over the place. And you say, well, what's he doing? He's, he's excited because of what he sees going on. My friends, the dance may not appear to be an orchestrated thing, but when you get excited and you just leap for joy in the presence of the Lord and you just can't keep your feet still, it's not, you're not ballroom dancing. You're giving glory to the Lord. It's bottled up, effervescent inside. God sees it all as praise. The shout, the singing. Oh, I'm not saying that he wants you to be an opera star or anything else. I'm saying that we can make a joyful noise to him and God hears it as praise. 
I can shout. I can bless the Lord. I can agree with the word and say, Amen. Let all of God's people say, Amen. I can say, Yeah, that word's true. Yes, and Amen. I can bless the Lord. I can shout. I can bow. I can sing. I can lift up an instrument. I can bring a timbrel and dance. Just one thing I ask no spoons. I had a guy in, in the Massillon Church. He went to an arts thing and got a pair of spoons. Click, 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 click. All during, drove me up a wall. And all the people sitting next to him, the young people, the youth would hide his spoons. It was a terrible thing. It's a terrible thing. But you know what he'd do? He found more. And the Lord convicted me about it. He couldn't sing. I knew that. He, he really wasn't good at a musical instrument. I knew that. But he was determined, even it was a set of old spoons, he's going to make noise and let the Lord know with every clap of those instruments, I'm giving praise to my God. The how of praise reflects the hundreds of ways we can praise him. Standing in his presence, kneeling, bowing, playing instruments, singing, clapping of hands, expressing thanksgiving through tears of joy, through acts of worship, of serving others. God sees it all as praise. We looked at the what praise is. We've looked at the why we should praise him. We've seen some ways we can praise him. But where in the world, where should we praise him? Just two places. Just two places. Just, well, that's pretty good. Just two places. Psalm 150 says, Praise God in his sanctuary and praise him in his mighty firmament. Inside and outside, those are the only two places you ought to praise God. The only two places, whether you're inside or you're outside. Now, if you get another dimension in there, more power to you, but I think it pretty well covers every place you're ever going to be. How many of you are inside right now? You ought to praise him here. When you walk out the door, you say, well, church is over. I don't have to. No. Praise him in the firmament of his glory and power. Wherever I am, I'll praise him. Whenever I can, I'll praise him. Lift up my hands unto the Lord. Now, we've looked at all these other things. The what, the why, the ways, the how, the where, and the who. If you have breath, if you're a child of God and you have breath in you, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Psalm 115, 17 says, The dead praise not the Lord. Well, that, wait a minute. Does that mean what it says? I think so. 
everything that hath breath means you're alive. If you're dead, you don't praise God. So if you're not praising him, if it's not a practice of your heart and life, there's some death going on. You know, I'm not trying to be judgmental or anything, but you know what? We ought to, we ought to, we ought to praise him more without encouragement. I don't want to be a cheerleader up here. I watch my granddaughter doing the cheering, and it wears me out just watching it. And you know what the problem is? Many times they're cheering their hearts out, and people are sitting in the stands, and we're going, But you become very obvious at a little a football game when you respond to the cheerleaders, little tiny voices. Say blue, blue! And everybody goes. Say white, white! Well, yesterday they said say blue, say black, and I said white! Sometimes I get it wrong. I'm gonna praise my God wherever I am, inside, outside, upside, downside. As long as I've got breath. I don't want to get over praising him. I don't want to try and bottle it up till I get over it. And I believe I'm speaking to some folks today. You've bottled it up far too long. Sometimes when you're sitting there and the Holy Spirit's moving on you, you got something to praise you got, you might get a little leak in the eyes. That's some praise trying to squeeze, squeeze its way out and give glory to him. You say, well, I'm not a loud person. I didn't say you had to be loud. But be something. Be something. As I read this again, this psalm, I invite you to stand with me. As the musicians come and I read this psalm, how many of you still got your permission slip I gave you earlier? Psalm 150. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty firmament. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the lute and the harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with stringed instruments and flutes. Praise him with loud cymbals. Praise him with clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath Praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. This altar is open today. First of all, if you don't know him, you can meet him today and he'll give you something to praise him about. He'll save your soul. He'll wash your sins away. He'll write your name down so you've got a heavenly reservation.
altar is also open for those who have been bottling it up. You've been holding it in until the fizz is gone. I believe God wants to break some bottles today. I, I believe some alabaster jars need to be crumbled today. That the fragrance of praise fills this house. That we came in and we go out and we are praisers. We give him honor and glory. We lift up our voice. We lift up our hands. We bow our knee. We shed a tear of praise. But we bless the name of the Lord. This altar is a place. You've heard of getting a summons to jury duty. I'm giving you a summons today to praise duty.
brethren are going to come and we're going to take the emblems that Jesus gave the bread and the cup to remind us you've got something to praise God about you've got something to give him glory about you can bow you can kneel you can lift your hands you can shout you can dance before him you can play the instrument you can give him glory and song whatever it is you can give him praise because of what he did at calvary for you you were dead in your trespasses and sin and jesus said i'm gonna pay for that with my own life's blood i will lay down my life nobody takes it from me I lay it down by an act of my will that they might be saved. I'm inviting you today to use your permission slip that as this plate passes by you and you get the cup and the bread, if you can't find something to praise him about,
got something to praise him about. These emblems remind us that on the night he was betrayed, Jesus took bread and he broke it. He gave it to his disciples and said, this is my body broken for you. Take and eat. I invite you to do the same thing. But then I invite you to give him praise that he was willing to bear the stripes on his back and the nail pierces in his hands and his feet for you. Take and eat and praise.
Many are going to assemble downstairs for the fellowship time. Go in his grace today. He is worthy of our praise. Amen. Thank you.